Today's episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast, the most important episode in the history of the Bill Simmons Podcast, is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Having a high sports IQ, it's important. Just look at LeBron James right now. He knows he has a losing hand in Cleveland. Where does he go this summer? He's going to figure that out. You know why? He has a high IQ. When it comes to hiring, you actually don't need a high hiring IQ. You actually need ZipRecruiter. Their powerful technology scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience for your job. So effective. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. My listeners can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash BS ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Meanwhile, I'm a big fan of Simply Safe Home Security. It's prepared for everything. If a storm takes out your power, if your phone line gets cut, if your keypad gets destroyed, Simply Safe will get you the help you need. Maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario, but that's what makes Simply Safe great. It's always ready. I recommend Simply Safe to everyone I know. Just go to simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two I's. Simplysafe.com slash BS. Let's talk about a couple ringer podcasts, Bachelor Party. Uh, a smash hit hosted by Juliet Littman. She breaks down Bachelor, The Bachelor right on Monday nights and then does a little B-side, which had Liz Kelly this week as a guest, beloved Ringer employee, um, very helpful in a variety of ways. And now her turn for stardom on Bachelor Party. Very excited for Liz. You've heard her on all the voiceovers we do on uh, on all of our videos. And now she's just blowing up. I don't know. We might lose Liz Kelly. She's just probably hiring an agent now. Uh, so check that out and check out the rewatchables. New episode, Ocean's Eleven. I was not on this one, but it was it was well handled. Sean Fennessy, Chris Ryan, Amanda Dobbins, Juliet Littman. And don't forget to check out the Ringer podcast for uh we have a bunch of, you know, Larry Wilmore had one today. Dave Chang, he had one. Uh JJ Reddick had one in the last few days. We a whole bunch of people, and plus the Ringer crew, we were responding to uh, all the stuff that's happened in the NBA. Most recently, uh, Brian Colangelo, the story that we did last week about the uh, mysterious nature of five Twitter accounts that seemed like they were connected to him in some way. And it turns out today, uh, Philadelphia and Colangelo agreed to part ways. So that was on the 10th day of this story. And, um, and that's it. It turns out, it seems like his wife was involved with at least a few of the accounts. Who uh, who knows what else was going on? But uh, that's it. Philly's looking for a new GM. And uh, it was crazy to be involved in that story. I want to read more because I feel like we don't know everything yet. And eventually we're going to find out. But uh, stay tuned on that. Maybe next week on the BS Podcast we'll talk about that. I am still in Cleveland, Ohio. We... Went to game three of the finals last night. Actually, let's bring in Pearl Jam first, and I'll talk about it. Okay, I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. It is Thursday afternoon, and... Um, you could feel the air go out of the stadium last night with about, I don't know, 35 seconds left or so. Not just that they lost the game, 
not just that they fell down three nothing, but I think for the first time you really started to feel a finish line for the LeBron James era. And the fact that he just doesn't have remotely close to the same talent on his team that Golden State has. And now it's a question for him. We talked about it with Jalen Rose on the podcast we did on Wednesday. And it's going to be something we talk about until he makes a decision on his next team. Uh, If he stays here, I think at this point, he's got to finish his career here next year's year 16 for him. If he leaves, the options are basically you go to the Lakers. That's the third phase of your career. We've talked about that path a million times. You go and you try to become a billionaire and you're doing all your business media stuff and all that stuff. And that's the path. That's one path. Cleveland, the loyalty and this is where I grew up and I want to retire here. That's the second path. And then the third path is I need to go find more weapons. And the only way to beat a super team is to build my own super team. Could you do it in Houston? I don't know if Chris Paul is at the stage of his career where Harden, Chris Paul, and LeBron is enough. Could you do it in Philly? Uh, definitely, definitely major upside. Could you do it in Boston? That is something that is starting to get some buzz. And I know Jonathan Jarks is writing about that for the ringer this week. It might even be up by the it might even be up by the time you hear this. But if you're just looking for just manpower for him to be able to compete with Durant and Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond and the Warriors budget, it might actually be Boston. And how that works could go in a, a million different directions. I'm super conflicted about it, obviously, because you know. One of the great things about building this Boston team, watching watching it get built over the last few years, is you're building it to try to beat LeBron James. He's the mountain you have to climb. And if it ever ended up where all of a sudden he was actually going to Boston after Rudy gets him for all these years, I I I it would like having my head taken off my body and then put back on. So who knows? My guess, if I had to make a bet, I would I would bet on Los Angeles still. I just think it makes the most sense. And I think he is a great enough player that he could just, I could build a contender wherever I am. But it is interesting. This week, the Boston stuff started floating around. I know a couple of people mentioned it on TV shows and radio shows. Stephen A. Smith mentioned it on First Take. And that dude's wired in. And just in general, it just seems like it's a, it's a narrative that might start be building. I'm not sure who is pushing it. But it's something that people are starting to see. And I think, if you, like Jalen and I talked about on Wednesday, if you had to pick the safest bet for the next team to win the NBA title, it would be the Celtics um, based on the assets they have and the potential they have to grow the team. And uh, I don't know. We'll see how this plays out. We say this, it seems, every summer. And this summer, I think, is even in more flux than any summer we've had because you have Paul George in play, you have Kawhi. You have LeBron James. Um, Durant, I don't think he leaves Golden State, but he's still a free agent. He has to be mentioned. Chris Paul, he's going to resign with Houston, we think. There's just a lot of guys who have expiring contracts, not to mention people who are in situations they might want to try to get out of. Who knows? Damian Lillard, somebody like that. Kevin Love is out there. You're talking about like the 40 best players in the league and Eight to 12 of them, you wouldn't bet your life they're going to be on the team they're on right now next year, which makes it, uh, and then you have the Lakers, all the all the stuff that they could potentially do. And it's, uh, uh, hold your seats, man. The NBA is a 12-month-a-year sport now. Anyway, uh, plenty of stuff to discuss on that front. And then with the series, 
you know, last year Cleveland fell down three nothing and rallied in game four and one. And all right, so why did they win? It was a very strangely officiated game and Cleveland made a lot of shots. And it was just one of those games that it it slipped away from Golden State. And I sat behind Golden State's bench last night. The thing that I noticed, the thing that I saw from the first quarter on was how locked in they were. And especially, it's weird, but Steve Kerr is kind of the litmus test for this, where if he's up and he's active and he's jumping around and he's pointing and he's yelling at the refs and he's really engaged, you can tell there's a heightened sense of urgency for them. So you wouldn't think being up to nothing in a series, there'd be a heightened sense of urgency, but I really think there was. I think they wanted to, you know, basically step on the neck of the Cavs last night and not even let this get to 2-1. And it gets to 2-1, now all of a sudden you got game four, you don't know what the refs, you might get the wrong crew, a bad break, somebody could get injured, who knows. Um, Obviously you wanna win every finals game. They really wanted to win last night and they brought Iggy back. They were locked in. And if you watched, um, I'm not sure how many of these replays were out there last night, but when Durant hit that incredible 32-footer, the the bench, first of all, uh, it was Draymond and Curry, I think, ran up to him. And then they're running back to the bench. The bench was reacting like they won the title. I mean, they were like euphoric. They were just out of their mind. There was that moment. Iggy had a dunk in the fourth quarter when he dunked over, I think, Thompson. And the bench went just bonkers. And um, and then the third moment, which which was actually before the Durant three, was when Curry finally made a three, when he was 0 for 9 for the game and just was in a super funk and just had the balls to take another one, just wasn't afraid of it and made it. And they went nuts on that. That took it from one to four. That was a pseudo nail in the coffin and then Durant rammed it home, but... Um, what a great team to be able to survive that kind of shitty shooting night from Curry and Clay. Durant plays the, in my opinion, the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, he was just flat out amazing on both ends and made some of the sickest shots I've ever seen him make in the fourth quarter and really was carrying himself like I am the best player in this court. Now you look at it, finals MVP after two games seems like it was headed Steph's way. And now game three, all of a sudden, it feels like it's Durant's to lose. He was that good. He was awesome in game two, too. He slid under the radar a little bit, but super efficient. And uh, I think his last two games, he's 25 for 39. Two-way, he's been great defensively. He's been rebounding. He's been setting dudes up, making the right basketball plays. Really, whatever funk he was in there in the second and third rounds and game one even, he has snapped out of. And then some really loves going against LeBron. And it's a great rivalry. You know, it's it's turned into one of the better NBA rivalries we've had because they have to guard each other every once in a while, um, sometimes in crunch time, play basically the same position. Their stats are around the same every day. And some nights it turns into a mano a mano. Durant, Durant won last night. And uh, it's just a great team. It's one of the best teams I've ever seen. I need to, I'm going to spend the summer, it, once this wraps up the way we think we wrap, it's going to wrap up, really trying to figure out where this team ranks. Um it's up there. I, I don't think the start to finish aspect of what they're doing ranks in the top three, but I think the ceiling of what they're doing does. And I think from a ceiling standpoint, 
that's where the 01 Lakers, I think were really great though. That was the best Kobe Shaq year. They really only put it together for about three months there. I'm gonna say mid-March and just started winning and just rolled through and really could have gone through the playoffs undefeated if not for the Iverson game. I thought the ceiling of that team was about as high as any team I've seen other than the 86 Celtics. Those are the two best teams I've ever seen in terms of just ceiling. That Shaq and Kobe humming at an A-plus level together, that was really the only time they had that. Next year, it got a little dicey, and the Alpha Dog stuff started. But those three months, it was like, how do you beat this team? They killed everybody. So the Warriors, I, I, they're in the conversation. Um, they have not shown the continuous ability to step on people's throats, I think, is the weakness of this team. Last night, they had it. Why they don't have that more often, I don't know. Is it because they don't have an alpha dog? Is it because they just have this bullseye on, our back, on their back? Every game's a playoff game. The attention, the 12 months a year of it, I, I'm not sure what the reason is. But when they, they, they have this level they can go to for, I don't know, 15-minute stretches of a game. And it's just ridiculous. You, you just have two of the best players in the league on the court, three of the best shooters. They can play defense. They can really do anything to win the game. They can, oh, oh, you guys don't have this, so we'll go to Durant this time. Oh, you, you, you guys are tired of chasing Curry around the screens. We're going to start sending him around more screens. They just have options. And I think that's what I always look for when I think about the greatest teams ever is – the malleability of things. Like the, the thing that made the 86 Celtics so great was they had these, they had lineups and it really, depending on who they were playing, they could, they could put out force, you know, Parrish, Walton, McHale and Bird at, at the two guard. Um, they could play McHale at center and go small with Bird and Wedman and Ainge and DJ. They could basically Whatever was your weakness, they could put out a lineup that would be the worst possible outcome for that weakness. And the 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 Warriors aren't totally like that, but they have about as many lineup options now that Iguodala is back as as you could have in the modern NBA, I feel like. Like, no, they don't have the traditional awesome low post player, but nobody's going to be perfect in a 30-team league. They just... It's just a sick team. And I think the 01 Lakers was like that too. The 01 Lakers, it was almost the way Shaq and Kobe were playing. They're both averaging 30 a game. The odds of neither of those guys playing well in a game in 2001 was basically zero. So every game you knew you were going against one of the two, two of the best three players in the league. The three best players were those two and Duncan that year. And you knew every game, one of those guys was going to have a great game. How do you win in a seven game series against that? You can't. The Warriors are almost at that level. Durant's one of the guys, and then Curry slash Clay, I think, is the other. One of those, every game, one of those guys is going to be doing it. So it's a special team. I do not have as much hatred for it as others just because I love watching great basketball. I love game one. I love game three. It was amazing to be in the building for those games. They were really, really spectacular. LeBron's 51-pointer in game one was transcendent just watching him try to beat this team by himself by himself, and then having his teammates screw the game up for him. It's just a memorable night, you know? It really was. It, and probably a night that that could have paved the way for the end of his relationship with Cleveland, unfortunately, for the fans here, because they love that dude. You know, you could feel it last night, even watching 
the video screen in the beginning, it's LeBron for 15 seconds before you see another teammate. So this might have a painful ending. Um, on the other hand, he he had a, a bunch of great he- years here and he's one of the three best players of all time and everybody here gets to say they he passed through their life. So um, we'll see how it goes. But strange series. It, it might end up being like the best 4-0 series we've ever had if game four is competitive and the Warriors win that. I can't remember a more competitive series where the team is up 3-0. You can make a case there was like four plays in those game one, game three, where if uh, if they go Cleveland's way, they're up 2-1, which is crazy, but um, that's where we are. But, you know, when you're relying on Rodney Hood, who hasn't played in four weeks, to carry your offense for large stretches of a fourth quarter in a must-win game, you're probably not meant to win the title anyway. Um, coming up, we're going to take one quick break, and then we're going to throw it to an interview I did on Thursday that, in my opinion, is my favorite podcast I've ever done in my entire life. Charles Oakley. I've been waiting to do this one for 10 years. To say it exceeded expectations uh, is an understatement. Hold on to your hats for this one. Speaking of exceeding expectations, let's talk about Gillette. They've been sponsoring sports since 1910. They did an ad with Honus Wagner, John McGraw, Harry Davis and Hugh Jennings, all of them were plugging the Gillette safety razor. And Wagner said, I shaved with a Gillette. I know nothing. I know of nothing that can induce me to change this decision. The last time I told you this story, I said that he was a second baseman. I got him confused with Rogers Hornsby. I apologize. It was 110 years ago. I got my uh, all-timers from 110 years ago confused. Wagner was the best shortstop of that era. Anyway, he, sh- he shaved with a Gillette. And why wouldn't he? Nowadays, 110 years later, we got the Gillette Five Razor. It's got a five-bladed razor lubrication strip. Provides great gliding performance with less irritations. It's got a 360 aqua grip handle. Make sure you have total control over your razor even when it's wet. And by the way, they offer a ton of shaving products for every guy, regardless of personal style, skin needs, or budget. Whether you want three blades or five, the Gillette Three and Gillette Five Razors have you covered all under $10. With the blade technology, that is so incredible. Gillette started uh, doing stuff for NASA. That's how great their their razors are. NASA was like, can you help us out with this? Go ahead, Google it right now. It is a 100% fact. High performance at a low price. Get Gillette performance delivered to your door. You can find Gillette 5 at GilletteOnDemand.com. Subscribe today. All right, here we go. Me, Charles Oakley. Let's do it. What an honor. Thursday afternoon. Cleveland, Ohio, the man, the myth, the legend, Charles Oakley. Thank you. Well, you just thanks float around. Us. Thanks for coming to my city. That's the most important thing. I see. I didn't realize this was your city. Yeah. I yeah. just thought you roamed the United States and that well, every city was your city and wherever well, you went became cities, your city. You know, uh, I really claim here, Chicago, Toronto, New York, uh, Virginia, uh, Alabama. Not Vegas? No. No. Vegas, you know, Alabama. Why yeah, Alabama? My mother, my family from there, my mother, grandfather, you know, all of them from there. So I was in Alabama. Matter of fact, I got a camp down the next month. We do been doing a camp down there for 30 years. That's how Ben Wallace made. He came to my camp. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, the year he came, we only charged like $25. And most of the kids down there, you know, low income families, and they couldn't afford it. So I said, you know what? We're not charging nothing after that. 
Wow. So it's a free camp every year, you know, for 30 years, uh, about 250 kids. I mean, my cousin, Marcus Camels, and we invite a few other guys who went to the University of Alabama come help us out and just family and friends. Why Toronto? Because you played there? Played there, a lot of love. I mean, they showed me a lot of love. After, you know, I left Toronto, the fans is kind of, you know, it was more of a hockey town. Yeah. And they love their hockey. They haven't won that in 50 years, but the tradition – and like Cleveland, you know, the football team have won none since Jim Brown, but they yeah. love Brown. They still set out, you know, last two years they won won the game, but this year should be a big year for Cleveland Browns. Jalen Rose, my friend who I worked with at ESPN. That's my guy. He loved Toronto. Yeah, he was there. He said that it was the most underrated city to be uh, a professional probably, athlete in. Who probably liked in the fun. top, just in the top five cities, you know, just fun and restaurants. What's your top five? Let's hear it. Uh, you got to go New York. Yeah, somehow uh, you played in New York, Chicago, yeah, and Toronto. Right. So the three I'm, fun cities. Well, LA and Dallas. You know, Miami is just the, you know, the glamour, like, you know, just party life. But for its food, Dallas, Chicago, you know, New York and LA. But LA gives you that Hollywood feeling and, you know, you feel good out there. The weather always nice. Miami. But Miami just jump on you. Yeah. Miami has not been a good place for certain young NBA players. Uh it's tough. Hey, Miami ain't really a lot of trouble, I think. Really? Not to me. I, don't, I mean, yeah, they got clubs seven to late at night, you know, most time. But I don't see that in Miami. You know, late night New York can be bad. Late night Chicago can be bad. Late yeah. night LA can be bad. Right. You know, all them cities, you know, you got to watch yourself. The first time we met, we didn't really meet, but we kind of met. It was, and I wrote about it. You probably saw it at some point in 2006. All-Star Weekend, Houston. Okay. I was at the oh, Four Seasons yeah. Bar. We, yeah, we hung out the whole night just yeah. joining people in and out. So know. we're sitting there. <laughs> that was funny. We're having lunch and we're having Bloody Marys. And all of a sudden you show up and you're like scoping out and you find a table. And you like pick the table and you sat down. And then 10 minutes later, Jordan comes. Yo, we sit and then a couple other hours, people. 13 hours straight. And we're sitting there and I'm, and I'm saying, first of all, we were like, Oh my God, there's Jordan and Oakley. This is insane. And then I was like, the cards are going to come out. I can feel it. I know the cards are coming. And a half hour and the cards came out. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's on. He's playing. People are coming in and out. Oh, yeah. Everyone's coming over to pay respects for you. Yep. And then I wrote, and the thing I wrote about it, you stood up and you were looking at the food we ate because we decided to order right. again. Right. And you were looking at our cheeseburgers. Right. Come on, real picky with food. You were standing over our table and you were like, What's that cheeseburger? And I, all of us were like, Oak wants our cheeseburger. Like, just give it to him. <laughs> He's going to take it. But uh, but we were just watching, and it was like the real Jordan. I'd, yeah. I'd never seen that side. We'd always heard oh, about yeah. the competitive right. up until 5 in the morning, Jordan. But we actually got to see it. He's yelling at everybody. He's trying to bully people. Well, um, it was matter great. Matter of fact, we did the same thing in New York. The last all saw in New York, we went to what? The fish, the, it's a uh, fish uh, hut. Fish yeah. Hut. So they had a private room, right? So basically, it was like 20 people having dinner. The next thing you know, Nelly come, then uh, T.I. come, then the whole... I mean, end of the night, we had 60 people in the room, the whole 25. Do you... you? I know you and Jordan are super, super, super close. Right. Do you... When you're playing cards, are you on the same team? Well, Do you try to take each other's money? Well, How does that we, work? We don't... If we play a poker, we don't raise one another. But oh, and, so you have like an understanding. So yeah, you know, we just okay. We play in like um spades and big wins. It's like talking mess and come out. 
But I like my chances, though. <laughs> they said they were talking on first take about Jordan. How he hit it. I mean, I don't know. I never heard the Steve Kerr story. I heard I've been around him. I've been. He just, you know, I don't know what happened with that. Steve Kerr must really did something because I never seen him that angry to want to hit someone. But besides one time in the Bahamas, this guy was like, you know, just getting to him, getting to him. And I was at another table and just, you know, the guy was just getting to him. So I walk over and like, he said, "No, I got this one." <laughs> I said, "Okay, handle it." He went off on this guy. I'm like, "Whoa." But no, he's a lot of fun, though. You just got to be around him a lot more. I want to go back because we're going to talk about, we're going to go backwards a little later. Okay. I want to talk about LeBron versus Jordan right. first. You were around Jordan right. early, before he became right, the, the super yeah, duper star, right. when it was like the right. seeds were there. And then uh, you had to go against him for that whole decade. Right. And now you're in the same city with the guy everybody's comparing him to. I know you get asked this all the time, yeah. but what are the similarities for you? The similarities, it's not a lot. I mean, both of them are great athletes. They different type of scores, different type of demeanors. Um, one wear size 15, one wear size 13, one six nine, one six six. So six six two seven and one I mean one six nine two seven and one six six two twenty. Yeah. But on the court, they just different. Everybody keeps it's like a, two different books. Well explain it. What's, what makes them different? Uh, the way they, they carry names, themselves, they carry themselves. Uh, LeBron, you know, read nothing but stuff like he great stuff about him. Michael's great stuff. Um, LeBron do a lot of charity stuff more in the public. Michael do a lot more behind the scene. So LeBron more outgoing, but Michael's image just just people just in love with him. Yeah. So you know, Michael Jordan did this. He won six championships and you know three three. Nobody never done that. Uh, he retired, come back, win three. When he got there, he just never went to a game seven, six MVPs. Um, you know, just play with the flu. He just, you know, just he's on the edge. He just want to pull your heart out. LeBron, I like that. LeBron, you know, like some people, oh, he hurt Michael. LeBron would take to the doctor. Mike probably said, okay, he all right. Right. <laughs> Put a band-aid on him. <laughs> <laughs> and, my, and Michael's definitely, I would say, probably the biggest alpha dog we've I, w I didn't see Russell. I wasn't there for Russell, but I yeah. think the stories about Russell were pretty similar. Yeah. I they mean, just wanted to cut your heart out at all times. I mean, it was seen like, I mean, yeah, they said a lot about Russell, Chamberlain, a lot of them guys back in the days. If you just try to think about basketball back then, it was like a lot less game, a lot less rounds of playoffs. So you win what like 40 game season maybe um it was like it was like 60 to 70. it ended right. up it and eventually two rounds got to 80 the playoff the yeah the, it, the it wasn't a lot, short. i mean i don't care what they say it wasn't that much talent back then I mean, yeah you know so they as well to dominate so well, I mean, with I, russell's first five years like a lot of teams only had one or two black players which is crazy yeah. when you think about it now the celtics were but the first was, team that had more of them but thing about russell d'angelo jordan if he ever want to be good you should watch film on Bill Russell. How did you change a game with just doing, not being a, a great score, but just defense, rebound, protecting right. the rim? I mean, some guys need to learn and maybe say, wow. Because at this day and time, a big man almost, ain't, you know, most teams don't want it because you got to be a stretch, of, you know, be uh, a stretch yeah. four. Yeah, you'd and, be shooting eight threes a game now? Yeah. I mean, I just, I just, you make shot three. some anyway. I yeah. just shoot them. I mean, so everybody said, you can't play the, I, mean, it, I think, you know, not being cocky or nothing. I was like, my game, just my game. You know, well, no matter what they say, I can play in the air. They said, yeah. no, I'm, you'll foul out. I said, no, I ain't on foul out because ain't nobody to foul. They ain't coming to the rim. 
Yeah, I think you would have enjoyed pushing around the guys in this oh, day. Yeah. I would. I would have got a lot of. There's speed. a lot of softness these oh, days. Yeah. What about lot. when like Tristan Thompson's pointing? Come meet me in the tunnel after the no. game, but you know they're not actually going to meet in the tunnel. Yeah. In know. your day, if you pointed in the tunnel, you yeah. would have met in the I ain't tunnel. No, I ain't, they ain't no. We're going to take care of right here. Let everybody see it. <laughs> <laughs> Let everybody see it. You know, but no, it's just it's just different now. These guys just different and, and change. I'm I my, my nephew and play AAU. I just like why y'all play this? You don't learn nothing. You know, well you traveling, you spending your money. Your mom and dad, you know, you want every pair of shoes come out. Well, we were doing it for the ranking. I said, I'm looking at top two hundred. I don't see y'all. Who y'all yeah. trying to be ranked at three <laughs> hundred? <laughs> so I stay on my nephew and I said, you shouldn't have to play pay to play basketball at a young age. Right. You know, go to the park or get two friends or just go out and shoot on your own. When you miss, get like set some rules for yourself. You miss, if it bounce twice, you gotta do a suicide. If it bounce one, you shoot a free throw. I'm gonna just do something to make your game get more better and make you in a big moment like, wow, I know I've been doing this. I'm ready for this moment. And then you watch guys now playing, like, oh Lord. You be like, how did they make the team? And they making 15, 20 million dollars. And if somebody shoves you from behind on a layup, you're fighting them. And, and that was what? your error. If somebody, if you get shoved from behind on a layup, oh, that's a fight. Well, according to how you shoved, you know, you're trying to hold. If it's to knock you off oh, balance, yeah. shove. Like what JR did? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a fight. I would fall him the next two games. Then, <laughs> Even though I wouldn't have been in one of them, I was, I was found out where he was going after the game. <laughs> you saw what he did to Horford, right? Yeah, but that I, was cheap. Just, he a nice guy. He, you know, that's one thing. All he gonna do, he gonna be consistent with his fourteen and seven or fifteen and eight every year. That's what he gonna average. I thought. I think there's a lot of similarities to Jr. and Starks, where it's like heat check guys, hit or miss. You don't know nah, where you're getting John game to game. Tougher. I mean, Jr. You think John was tougher than Jr.? Yeah, Jr. I mean, but remember when Jet when Starks headbutted Reggie Miller that time? Yeah. I feel like Jr. would have been involved in something like that. I mean, that. Jr. Be I don't, I don't be wondering what he, he be, is he watching the game or he just got the best seat in the house. <laughs> I mean, I, you a catch and shoot player. Stop dribbling the ball. That's not your game. Trying to right. do something off the dribble. I mean, it's just understand your role. I mean, I don't think coaches tell players they role no more to the team. And I think in, in Cleveland case, LeBron got the ball in hand. He won't. Space and floor. Everybody says, just space the floor. We okay. Yeah, you know, just stand there. You can't know all the details, the t- particulars or, you know, moments. Like the other night, the moments, like in that game one in Golden State, the moment. I mean, everybody knows a dead ball foul. You got to look around. You see what's going on. You, you're interacting with the bench or the coaches. So like, okay, what happened is A and B. That's one thing we're good about Bush Carter in Toronto. He kept details. He kept understanding, like, Timeouts to get you to. I mean, he was he was so detailed. He's probably one of the best coaches I've been around. Interesting. Carter. Yeah, I don't know why he don't have a job. It's probably how old is Butch Carter now? I mean, he, that was with Vince, he's, right? He probably late fifties. I have some Vince questions for you later. Um, do you, you? How many Cavs games are you actually going to during the course of a year? Uh, like, I do you have a feel for this team? You think? Oh, I've been, I've been, I'm on Cleveland. You know. I was going to. I ain't just start going because LeBron. I was going before then. I right. was going when I was in high school here. Yeah. I used to go out to the Coliseum when Jones and Camp. Oh wow, Big Austin Carr, Nate Thurman, yeah. all them guys. You know, like on Sundays. Yeah. I was in high, you know high school, but they ain't let me play too much because they had two. Always had two courts. Yeah. On, you know, practice court. So we used to play on the side. But one of my cousins knew them, so he let us go out there. But then once I got older, 
they was playing Cleveland Summer League. Jones and all them, I paid them back. I was getting at them. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Jones was tough. Jones, yeah. Jones, yeah. He had triple his, his, his sons, but they didn't make it to the league. But um, I got a chance to play Summer League against some guys and learning the ropes. When you seen them, I was a kid watching them, like, wow. I couldn't believe like being on Smith on Austin Carr. Just seeing them guys playing. Yeah, they must have made the finals in '76. Yeah. My team beat them in the Celtics. Yeah, it was, was a it was a battle. They had a good team. Yeah, Nate, um, Nate in the Miller, Bingo, Mike, oh, yeah, Mike Mitchell. They had a ooh. So Carifolo. watching what how LeBron is reacting to the team he has now, because mm-hmm. you said when when you were coming in that LeBron, you thought LeBron was going to leave. What what do you see with his behavior on the court that makes you think like this is the end? This is the finish um, line. I don't see the behavior. It's just seeing what's with him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but do you see it in his eyes? Like he kind of knows he just doesn't uh, have the winning no, hand. I see is is he's a shelf, and he got one guy. He got one line guy. He got two people waiting on two hundred people. And the shelf gonna get frustrated because how can he get all these orders out? And yeah, got four people working out for two hundred people. But I don't see. I think LeBron like last night was more a little laid back, and I think he got to always be aggressive in this situation with. He knowing what he got. People don't like when he laid back in a game, don't take charge early, come out to score. Um, and, but LeBron just a different guy. He just he do it his way, no matter what people say. I mean, you can't argue with the guy. The guy been eight straight finals. You know, he ain't won but three. Um, and everybody's trying to hold that against him. But my thing is, what he do with body work, night in, night out, I mean, he got to buy the grocery. He got to do all the chopping for the vegetables. He got to cook it. He got right. to serve it. I mean, it go well on you soon. Clean the tables. <laughs> clean the table. Mop the floor. Sterminate So And then if anyone helps out, he's excited. Oh, he's like, man, oh, JR, really? you're going to take some plates. <laughs> Thanks. No, it's, hey, it's I, great. I, Michael didn't have it this bad. He at least, what's the thing about this era with, with LeBron doing the teams ain't tougher like when Michael was coming up. When I first was in Chicago, we went through with the Boston, the Detroit, and then Well, your conference was sick. It was tough. Those 80s it was, teams were yeah, like that was brutal. That's what I'm saying. It's a little less talent, but still, it's just what his guys, not the deep. I can't understand the detail. The detail is not there like it used to be. They're not holding themselves accountable. I mean I realized last night being at the game when they showed the video before they introduced the starters. Mm-hmm. You know, every other NBA team, they show that video and it's like, they'll show the first four stars of the team like right. in a row and it's like right. a team. This video, it's like, it's LeBron for 15 seconds straight. <laughs> it's like a LeBron infomercial. Well, and then they start is. sprinkling in like Tristan Thompson, but yeah. it's just so obvious. It's they, like the Cleveland LeBron. They, they try to get all the last look. If you do leave, they get all the last look they can get. But if I was LeBron, I would be like, Let's make the video like a team. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's do this. That's, that's what, like, if you I watch Golden State, KD come out first, Clay, and what's the name come back to back? Right. Curry's so, last. Right. Curry last. He's, you know, and they, uh, he's, you know, no matter what KD do, and just like when uh, Garnett went to Boston. It was still Pierce's team. No. The, the league wanted to be Garnett team. No, I know, but they introduced Pierce it was, last. It was Pierce team. He was team. still got the last, whatever. You see how they moved Garnett yeah. in there? And like, everything was Garnett because he was slobbing out of his mouth, this and that. All that fake tough stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you, ain't, you know, you ain't, that, you ain't that guy. Did you mix up with Garnett? Man, come on. I'm like beating up a fly. <laughs> really. I remember Anthony Peeler punched him once. Yeah, well, they played together. I always thought Jalen and I used to talk about this all the time. 
there's two types of tough guys: the tough guys, and then the guys who right. actually fight. He didn't get tough. Which you were the, the captain of that team. You're like, no. If, if no. you're gonna look at me that way, I'll actually oh, yeah. fight you right now. No doubt. There's I mean, not a lot of those dudes. No, it's. I know you had your issues with Barkley over the years, but yeah. Barkley would throw. Only, I mean, maybe only, he wasn't happy only against that. white guys though. <laughs> he don't hit no brothers. <laughs> no, he got go with Shaq. Oh, him and Shaq gonna get into it. He one tackled day. Shaq. That was Man. pretty good. I, I mean, really, if I'm Shaq. I would have been did something to him. Well, you played with the only guy that was probably more unafraid than you was Mason. No, that's my man, Mace. Uh, Mace, like, yeah. I don't know who was more ready to go between you two, but it was at least a tie. Yeah, that's my guy. They did two of you together. Rest it was like peace. a hockey team. Yeah, we. Uh, they had to change the rules because of you guys. Yeah, we were the real. They said Detroit had the blues, brother. We had the Naga brothers, me and Mace. Yeah, <laughs> but no, uh, it was. Everyone I, I blames, had a great time playing with Mace, though. Everyone blames the bad boy Pistons for when they change the rules. It's like, no, it was no, the Riley's anyway, Knicks. Riley's Knicks. You X Men, Mason, Robin, you guys will solve. Isaiah just talk. Uh, Sally. Guys, Wait a second, though. Isaiah would th- Isaiah nah, was the toughest I, guy on that team, though. Yeah. He would throw. That's what I'm saying. He saw. He oh. went at Bill Cartwright at that time. It was like a well, foot taller. No, nah, what's he would come after me? He never came after you. Really? How many fights did you have? I want. You had a good one with X Man. Yeah, me and X had a little something, but I that mean, went in the stands. Isaiah, you know, he was. My thing is, he didn't get his credit for being a point guard. You know, right? But my thing with Isaiah, he talked bad about the Knicks one day when he was uh. there. And he that tried to throw us on the bus, talking about yeah, y'all win nothing, y'all win the championship. Okay, that's good. And we tried. But you ain't gonna talk mess as long as I'm living about Knicks or somebody I play with who I really care for. So you can go kick rocks with that. So ever since then I've been having like, you know, kind of like you better watch when I'm around. So you don't want to do a three man podcast, me, you and Isaiah? Uh that I wouldn't might go well. do it, but like you said, he he gonna be nervous. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick break to talk about Squarespace. Think it, dream it, make it. With Squarespace, our friends, they make it easy to build beautiful websites, whether you're starting a business, changing careers, or launching a creative project, whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store. It is all included in your Squarespace website. You can even get a unique domain, which strengthens your brand, makes it easier for visitors to find you. Add and arrange your content and features with click of a mouse, nothing to install, patch, or upgrade ever. And Squarespace is award-winning 24-7 customer support will help you no matter how hard or how easy your problem might be. Start a free trial today at squarespace.com. When you're ready to launch, use offer code BS to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, squarespace.com, offer code BS. Back to my best friend, Charles Oakley. Who are the real? Who are the real legitimate tough guys? But other than you and Mason, when you played, Ron Artest. Ron Artest for real. Stephen Jackson. He. Up I mean, Stephen Jackson went in the stands yeah, to defend Artest. That was pretty good. Yeah. They were looking for popcorns though. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stephen tough. I, I coached him in Charlotte, so we had a little run-ins. But you know, I gotta be- say, Ben Wallace. Ben Wallace, the way he reacted before the Artest melee. I think I think he was gonna fight that entire team. He he moved uh, up in that that's list. That's my guy, me. man. Wallace. Yeah, he you know, was ready to Virginia go. Virginia Union guy. Uh, you know that was my first time seeing him really get like you know like somebody must really did some. Uh, I mean, you know what he did. I like, tested. He, he gave him a hard I'm foul saying, in a minute left. No, I'm saying maybe some days that some people in life you don't know what's going through his head. Yeah. So he might have something going. He said, "This is my time. Just get it out of me." 
So that's what could have happened. Because I ain't never expect him to do all of that, what he done that game. Hakeem was a secret tough guy. Uh, he, had to, he had a lot of fights the first couple, couple years guys. of his career. Yeah. He well, pushed some dudes. When we came in the league, that's what you had to do. You had to let yeah. him know. You know, I, I, I just fight uh, run. When they Clemens used to play Seattle, a few guys, Pekeski. I mean, Patrick. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you punched McKeskey. Uh, well, well, I think he, he broke his nose. Yeah, he, he shot me. You know, my thing is, you know when somebody playing hard or somebody just trying to get one in, like you ain't going to, okay, he going to let it go. No. I would have thought he hit me one time. I said, okay, you know, oh, did I know him? He did it again. I ain't think about did I know him or not. I had to give it to him. I was at the game in 87 when the day after Bird and Rodman. By the way, the legend would throw down Larry Bird. He would, he would he throw. Got he, with he stuck up with himself. Yeah, he, he yeah. fought Doc. He fought uh, Alan Bristow. He fought Mar- Marco Ravaroni. He would, he would go with people. But uh, he got in the fight with Lambert. Then the next game, Parrish – Paris oh, yeah. was just game one two. He yeah. he hated Lambert, and then he just snapped, and he and he gave and him then, the two piece. But see, and he and they kept him in the game because it was the eighties. But see, the thing is, like, like when Lambert when um, uh, Mikhail took out what's the name from Detroit? Oh, Rambis. Oh, L.A. Yeah, he I mean that's just attention. He just even you know just like okay. Most of the time, like people are like, well, you play dirty. I said, I don't play dirty. I go for the ball. I mean, yeah. I at least have my arm, but I ain't just trying to tackle like a football player. I, I mean, I could have, but I don't, and that's dirty. So I just try to tell people, know what you're talking about when you're talking about I play dirty. I don't play dirty. I play hard. When you were with Jordan in the 80s, when it was way more physical and cheap, you became, your reputation became the the kind of bodyguard, for lack of right. a better word, for Jordan. Yeah. Like if you mess with him, Oakley's right there and mm-hmm. you will pay for this. I just had a badge with no guns. So, right. You know, when you're a bodyguard, when you ain't got a gun, you just got a badge, you got to know what you got to do. Did there, <laughs> did you have to lay the smack down before everybody realized don't touch Jordan or Oakley's no, right there? I guess there? they just seeing like on the court and then we were always together, you know. You know, a lot of stuff happened behind the scene. Yeah. He got into a guys you would never believe. Like guys, I don't know if guy was maybe jealous because he came, when he came in the league, he just came in like just over the top, you know. His rookie year, he, made, he was you know, had posters and shoes. What I'm saying and, is, yeah. but he didn't in Carolina. He didn't show you what he showed you his first year in the league. He was just over the top, the dunks, the dunk contests, and you know, just all star. You know, he was just like you know them guys back in the day. They was he's real jealous. A lot of the veterans was real jealous. Maybe, Do you think that all star game story was true when they froze him out? Oh yeah, I can see that. Isaiah and a bunch yeah, of other people. He they he was taking their light. Yeah. And he was taking them, you know. I mean, what he was doing as a rookie, I mean, that was I mean, David Starr hell even grow a little more. When did you show up? 86? 85, 85, 86. So you were there for when he went against the Celtics. Uh when he had the, the 63 pointer. When he came back because he had yeah. broke his toe. Yeah. Um and Bird was the first guy who was like that guy's amazing. That yeah. guy's going to be the future of the league. Yeah, Nobody had really said that he yet. He gave Bird about 10 straight shots. So, and Bird can score himself. So, he's like, oh. What's crazy? And he had 49 in game one. What was crazy about that was I think that's the best team of all time. And they also had a bunch of guys to throw at him. Mm-hmm. You know, they had DJ, but they also had Mikhail. And he uh, was just fouling everybody out. They yeah. had, what's the name? I mean, they had, Boston had, what, four Hall of Fames on their team. Yeah. I mean, see, my thing is, people be like, oh, this, this, oh, LeBron. No, LeBron playing with no four guys, work for the city. I mean, starting the lineup with him. <laughs> right. You know, so 
Michael Jordan had Scotty Horse, then he had Dennis, but Magic had him, Kareem, James Ward. I mean, you know, they had Hall, they had Hall of Famers. Kareem. The league was the league you had twenty one teams back then. It was talented though. If you had twenty one teams now, like still, and you it still would be bad. You, you think get, so? I think the talent's you, really could, good right now. No. It's just too many teams. You know what it is? Know why talent look good? Because the team's bad too. The bad team playing a team better than them. That's why talent look good. Because the score's gonna be under 100. Oh, that's a good game. 12 app, you know, guys, team be shooting 12 for like 25 for the free throw. Is that a good game? You miss 50 cents on the free throw line. And then you're in, you know, eight for tw- 41 from threes. I mean, I don't mind you taking threes, but. Go say you can take it. one leg, two legs. You you got okay. You can shoot forty some three because y'all got you got snipers on your team. But the other team, they got standing. That's a big difference. What would you do against Golden State? What would the Riley's Knicks have done against them? Other um, than I'll other than knock them into the basket them. support. No, I would just make our tra- we gonna trap the ball. Yeah. You, see, the thing is now these new generation of this new era of basketball, they don't like moving around. All they want, you know. Defense, a good defense they like team. They like to switch. They like to switch. That's the girl way. <laughs> Serious. That's the girl way. But they're going to make you move bodies to keep you engaged with the game on. That's showing you're smart. But yeah. you switches ain't nothing. You know? So you trap everybody. You leave Draymond Green open. You leave Iguodala open. I'll make Draymond. Yeah, both of them. Like, just shoot like last threes. night. He goes, oh, this guy running to him. He ain't played in two weeks. Yeah. Just let him shoot. Why run? Why close out to him? Because he's so, going to pass too. There was a moment in the second half where they swung at him in the corner. He was wide open. There's nobody within 10 feet. And then he swung it Shot away. It Once the- I saw that, if I'm Cleveland, I'm like, we're just don't right. guard him at all. Him and Make Draymond. him hit two. Yeah. And I wouldn't guard Draymond either. You no, know, he just want to throw a lob and, you know, holler at somebody in the face. Draymond's funny, though. I've been out with him in New York a couple of times. Draymond's kind of, he's in, he's in your family a little bit. Of what the stuff he does in the court, it could be a cousin. Yeah, <laughs> but you, if you were, if you were going against him in a series, oh. you, your goal would be to get him thrown out of every game, no, right? I wouldn't have to. I'm just gonna beat him down. Draymond's not that big. That's why I can't believe he be like Aldridge for uh, San Antonio. How he Draymond was six six, about two fifteen. Yeah, and he be moving these big guys around like they uh, furniture, nothing. Yeah, he he does he, carry himself like he's bigger no, than he, he is. He ain't got no muscles. I I got more muscle than Draymond. I mean, a guy got the muscle to move me. Oh, really? Come on, he he do a lot of talking. He, he was, oh man, Jr. was trying to get him kicked out last uh, night. Jr. man, Jr. had one technical, and then Jr. was trying to get Jay the double technical again. See, when you winning, you get away a little more. That's yeah. how that's how Chicago did. Which uh, Chicago got with not a little everything, uh, but with Boston, Chicago might be the worst. I mean, for like, like. They gonna if you touch Mikhail or someone in the post. Oh, I knew you'd bring up Mikhail. He was tough to guard, and they give him, they let him travel. He go up and under. He gonna get the call. I mean, he for the moves. Mikhail talked shit to you. No, no, he did. He talked a little. Oh, okay, he well, would talk about how he could take you in the torture chamber. No, he gonna get. I'm gonna get mine too, but he gonna get more shots. So he gonna get the advantage. I give him his prop. I ain't scared to give someone who can do it. They like Carl Malone. He's good, but he cry a lot. I don't like crybabies. You're too big to cry. <laughs> I mean, like you the mailman. The rain, what you gonna do? Stay in the house? Bring the mail. Would you would you think when he <laughs> took out Isaiah? Um, I mean, you know. Cause that seemed intentional. If yeah, that happened now, it, if oh, you yeah. open an intentional flying elbow uh, 40 stitch five, cut. That's five games. 
Oh, I think it would be like, I think oh, it'd be like 12 a. to 15. Because yeah. Isaiah was one, still one of the best players in the league. Yeah. He took him out. I mean, it was like a that, gash. I, yeah, I've seen that blood. But Isaiah probably, see, he's sneaky. He didn't did something. He got me one time. I've been, I won't. I'm oh, Isaiah like, was like, yeah, him and do, Stockton. He'll was do stuff one, and right? walk, you know. Clyde Dresser did it. You know, he, he did that one time in the New York. I was, I was like, you know what? I was hoping he'd go to the hole. He ain't go to the hole no more. We played like three more years, but I ain't never seen him go to the hole. After he did that? Yeah, I was waiting. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was going to have to get 12 games. <laughs> so people knew if they made you mad that you were in their no, back, back of their heads after that. little cheap shots because I ain't never tried to cheat shot no one. Stockton was another one. He'd set those picks. Well, he'd mean, like punch people in the balls and stuff. Guard, but what Isaiah did was like, you know, Sides talk bad about us in the paper. Now, you can't you can't do that not while I'm living. I think the Isaiah thing, Malone, like uh, uh, Isaiah and Stockton. I think Malone Olympic did team. that Stockton. No, he did. Okay. Isaiah yeah. got left off the Olympic team the first game after that because Stockton made it over him, and he torched Stockton. He had like 46 on well, him. You had then to, the next game, Malone gave him the elbow. Then nobody like Isaiah. So when am I like you, and you get another guy who's solid, this and that, and- Bleed like, um, you got Bird, Magic, them guys, you know, almost can call the shots, you know. Hey, and then they said with Mike, you know, they said Mike had something. I don't think Mike probably told him. He probably said, well, if you got some of the other guys, oh, I might not come. So they could try, they had to find out what the dirt was. Yeah. And so the dirt was okay. And hey, Isaiah had a run in. So who we want? Who you want? Mike Isaiah. I know what side you were on on that one. Huh? I know what side you were no, on. I'm on. just saying for what they was doing for the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Mike sell tickets. He 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 was the face of the dream team. Once Michael was like, I'd like to, I'll do the Olympic team, but Isaiah can't be on it. What you do? And that's it. What you? They're do? like, okay, Michael. <laughs> okay, Mr. Jordan. <laughs> Have you been in a situation in playoff series where you're down three nothing? Ooh. Mm. Like the Cavs are now. Because it can go one of two ways, I right? Was, I was down two nothing in Boston, but we came back and got him. New York. It was three out of five, though. We won three. Straight. No, I went that to game Bird five. missed the dunk. Bird missed the dunk, Patrick. and the crowd made a sound I've never heard before. <laughs> it was it was like he had been shot by a sniper or something. Everybody was like, oh. the dunk. Yeah. and then you made that three in the corner. Yeah. Back when he didn't really take threes ever. No, he took a few. You know who killed us that game? Mo Cheeks. Yeah, it was the one solid. time that Mo Cheeks Strickland Mo Cheeks, trade worked. Mo Cheeks, see. Mo Cheeks is like um, Sean Livingston. Yeah. Do everything in his range. Know how to get the ball to the guys when he has to. Yeah. Sean Livingston just killing people. So so when you're down 3 nothing, either you fight to keep the series going, which they did last year, or the guys on that team are like, you know what? I'm ready for the season to end. I don't want to fly to Oakland and then have to be there when yeah. they're celebrating game five. I'm checking out now. Could you see that happening in this series? They down three and a half, so... It's just a half left with them. So a half, and they got to play a full. They don't add up. So I don't I don't know. I think you when you're down, it's 0-3. It's just what you've been doing the last three games. I know the first game you could have won, but it's just I don't see. You don't have the players, the body of the players. Who can, who can get you 30 besides LeBron? Nobody. Who can yeah. get you 20? Maybe Love? Yeah, Rodney Hood was doing that junk spin Rodney movie he has a couple times Remind yesterday. Walt, and it was Walter, like, wow, Rodney Hood was no, carrying no, LeBron. No, for, who that is? Yeah. Every, like Walter Berry. Remember Walter Berry? Was yeah, saying, the same truth. Move, spin and this and that. But he goes right, spins spin. right into the guy and puts you know, his elbows in, in his head. So my thing is, if you had this all the time, 
that's another asset for your team because LeBron don't have to work hard. Right. Post hood, because it seemed like he, you know, he get to the rim. That was their biggest mistake in the series yeah. was playing Clarkson over Hood. Hood's one of those guys. I don't know if you've played with guys like this. You know within three minutes whether they're going to be good or not right. that day. So you throw him out, and if he doesn't have it, that's it. But play Hood on the post. He's like, yeah, he's they size. got to double team him with Clarkson. I, I, I watch him. He's just trying to get. He's, like, he's just like AAU. He's just trying to get his own yeah. numbers. He doesn't no kind of structure, no to understand. It's a, it's a final. You got to play within the team. He don't have none of that. Yeah, that, that's, that's what the all the other teams have. So when you ain't, they don't like coaching no more. You probably get four teams out of thirty teams, maybe, maybe getting good coaches on a regular basis now. The Durant Lebron. You could feel it last night. Durant was incredible last night. Yeah, he walked And in. that's been a rivalry this yeah. whole decade. He and Durant now has Durant the upper hand up. on it. He's catching up. They guard each other, he all catch, that stuff. It's good up. now. See, he, you know what? In life, you know, everybody take over when they shift change. Like, you know what I'm saying? When Mike was taking over, Magic was getting over, Bird was getting over. Yeah. So now LeBron, you know, they were about three or four years apart, but still, 15 years doing what he body work, night in, night out. Playing with them guys, I mean, it's like a year and a half. Every year is a year and a half for LeBron. Right. He's so, playing 100 games every yeah, year. So he put like so much in the KD. Just, the guy just so good. You know, he carried a lot. But they let you do. When you when you get to craft and you do it every time, they let you do it. Like they let Hall, Jay Harden travel every time. Yeah. So my thing, he's just so big for the league. And then he got that crossover. He's 7-1. And Cleveland switching up from a 6-8 guy to a 6-3 guy on him. And not trapping. Duh. Yeah. And not trapping. That's what a twitch that hurt you. You don't need to switch. Durant's definitely one of the most unique players in the oh, history yeah, of the special. league. I mean, like you, there was nobody when you were playing that is like, oh, he kind of reminds me of Durant. It's like that person did not exist. The I got, seven foot I got a shooting good forward. Durant story. Yeah. About what, five, six years ago, All Star Weekend. So, you know, Jordan always having the parties. And this and that, you know, I go, woo woo. So he comes and he had a sweatsuit on, tennis shoes. I'm like, where you going? He said, I'm trying to, I said, no, we wear suits for this party. We don't wear tennis shoes and uh, sweatsuits. I told him at the door. And then we you made him leave? No, nah, he's, he, uh, well, he didn't get in while well, I was there, but he got in, but I had left. But <laughs> we shot the commercial for Sprint and we talked about it. No, nah, yeah, he just, you know, he was young. So I said, he needed an Oakley on OKC those first few years. Yeah. Well, yeah I, I mean, think Perkins is a little bit like that. No, I don't know about all that. No, I mean, it's oh. in terms of like the old veteran yeah. kind of showing them He's the ropes. He's trying to bring it clean, but, but the game ain't like that now. These guys don't listen. Do you think what like Perkins on the bench wearing a suit trying to intimidate people? No, they don't. That like, doesn't work, right? No. Not when Curry, they said Curry looked at him and uh, the guy, see all this. When Curry made the three point at halftime, when JR went for the steal, we didn't want the one, without the two. Yeah. I uh, did the crowd. See, Second half, I would have bumped him. Like, okay, what about 4,001, 4,005, right. 6? These guys, all this celebration, I mean, I'm surprised that nobody just took somebody out just because they celebrate every play. They only run out court. They got to do a dance, celebrate, you know, the wiggle, uh, you know. So, I mean, I guess it's like I said, it's a different ball game. Let them, let them have fun while they can. You know, we did what we, we fought, so I guess that was bad too. So, I went to a game, Celtics. 
whatever team Jerry Stackhouse was on in like 97, 98. Detroit, maybe? Yeah, maybe Detroit. Yeah. Stackhouse, by the way, one of the tough, one yeah, of the toughest was, is. Stackhouse would throw down. Yeah, he had attitude. You know, yeah. sometimes you got to see him. I ain't never seen him in a fight, but I know that he had the attitude. I played with him in Washington. Yeah. So him and Mike used to go at one. They just have, they, right. They, you know, Mike, well, doesn't matter how, what his age was, when he on the floor, you're going to get it. So Antoine, the Celtics are winning, and Antoine makes a three, and he's doing this crazy wiggle. Mm -hmm. And Stackhouse was really mad about it. Oh, yeah. So somebody else was shooting free throws, and Stackhouse just walks over to Antoine. And Antoine's, like, all happy. And he's like, mm -hmm. and he walks over, and he just whispers something in his ear. And Antoine was like a five-year-old kid, and he just didn't make another move for the rest of the game, and then he just walked out. A lot. I don't right. know what he said to him, but he was like, he probably said, if you do oh, one more thing, I'm beating the shit yeah. out of you after the game. Boy, he talk a lot. I remember I was in Boston. He was talking shit. You know, yeah. he was doing a shake before any of them. Oh, he was one of the first shake. ones. He would shake. And I, I said, okay. That was that era where you, you came on the league in the 80s. Yeah. And that there was people handling their business a little bit of a different way. And then around the mid-90s, yeah. guys started really acting out in the court. Yeah. And- I don't know. It's and you combine with the flagrant fouls. It did feel yeah, like basketball was the oh, game. Though. Yeah. That Davis turn shit. He's so much a control freak. He was just like you know. So you think that went too far? Oh yeah, he went too far with that. I mean, okay, now the, the new rule two years ago, you couldn't show off an official. Every play they show off official now. They don't call no tech or nothing. Right. I mean, this. I mean, they might want to throw the book out the window and they say, I, I mean, commission <laughs> just write down five things. Okay, maybe we won't do them. So. It's crazy now. We're going to take a break. One last break to talk about Peter Millar. I'm excited for this one. Comfort, fit, quality, style. Peter Millar is setting the standard in menswear. They're all about quality, value, and style. You know what? Tonight at dinner, I'm going to be wearing a Peter Millar performance polo. It's the most comfortable and stylish clothing I've ever worn. Their polo shirts are so easy to take care of. You can wear them straight out of the dryer. No iron needed. I hate ironing. Peter Millar is perfect for any occasion, vacation dates, work events, even working out. They're also great for the golf course. Each shirt has sun protection. The performance polo, I think it's the most comfortable shirt I've ever worn. I can say that about everything I've ever worn from Peter Millar, including those little pullover sweaters with the little half zips. I love those. Right now, you can head over to petermillar.com slash BS to check out some of the best stuff. Be sure to use my link and you'll receive complimentary shipping and a free hat. That is Peter Millar, spelled M-I-L-L-A-R.com slash B-S. Check it out. Seriously. Some good stuff there. Complimentary shipping and a free hat. PeterMillar.com slash B-S. Back to my personal bodyguard, Charles Oakland. All right. Let's go backwards. Okay. So you get traded from the Bulls. Right. But you're tight with Jordan. Right. And then you get traded before Jordan wins all these titles. Right. You go to the Knicks. Right. You're right there. Right there. Couple that I mean the '93 couple series. Couple bounce. It's two bounce. two after four. Couple calls. Charles Smith game. Yeah. I think he got fouled on one of those he four. Did. You know. I don't know how Pippen blocked him four straight times from behind yeah. or whatever the hell was happening. It's an incredible game. That's why. Um, go ahead. Well, I was just, and then 94, obviously, 3-2 going back to Houston. Yeah. Um, so close. Like, do you feel, now you look back in your career, like there's this missing piece that you don't know what it's like, or is it like I had a great career? I don't care. Well, we, he, Mike always said me I was born the, at the wrong time. 
So in this era, but I said, well, we put up a fight every night. You yeah, know, you might have beat us, but you and we wouldn't lose about no fifteen or twenty. You know, yeah, you know, four or six points. But I mean, he was the best. Like I said, he was the best player in the series when we played. Uh, he showed it when he had to. Um, you know, we had Patrick, and it was two different players. And um, I think you know we went to war. We got we can't hold our head. You know, somebody got to win, somebody got to lose, but. We put up a fight, you know, we put up a fight every time we went out there, every night. What, what do you think was the best of those Knicks teams? Because you had some bad luck with injuries and stuff well, a couple of those years. Well, one year when Patrick, you know, Miami, they suspended for walking on the court. Yeah. West, Westbrook did it this year. They just finally won game. Kevin Love did it in game, yeah. uh, the end of game right. one. Right. So I guess different commission and do different things. That's what I'm saying. There's no rules, set rules no more in life. There's a lot of things that make a difference. Yeah. It's like the call one in Golden State. How can you go to an instant replay on a block, a charge, a block call? It's just right. instinct. But but back then we just you know we we thought we had enough, but we didn't uh, we didn't make the big shots when we needed to, and it seemed like they had the big shot maker. Um, I think in Chicago series when we played them, we never got no calls, and they said to be the champs, you got to like you know beat them. You can't be close because the decision's gonna go to the champ, right? So, so yeah, we, it is. It's like boxing. Yeah, yeah. That's not, that's that's interesting. I actually agree with you on that. I yeah. felt that way with the Celtics Cab series. Oh yeah. I just felt like the Celtics were young, right? LeBron um, did that. LeBron yeah. was the best part in the court, and he's going to get some calls, especially at home. You got to learn how to deal and with that. Like when Atlanta was trying to get through Boston back in the Dominic era, and the Celtics got all the calls got against all Atlanta. The calls. I agree. If you keep it closed, that's why when we beat Boston back and uh, we beat them and it was five games and we, you know, we beat them, came back to beat three straight. We didn't beat them by four or five. Whenever you speak of a good team, you got to beat them by double digit, right. digit to beat them. That's what happened to the Celtics against uh, Cleveland in game seven. They got it, they had a 12 in the yeah. second quarter, but they couldn't get it to like yeah. 18. They, they let the LeBron it's hang amazing. around. Seemed like the ball just went, you know, I don't know, the magnet on the rim, just like, I never seen Boston, them guys, Rosillo, they just missed so many shots. You know, being at home, at home, you're supposed to make them shots. And everybody was talking about, we going home, the crowd behind them. You still got to shoot, you still got to make the shots. Yeah. <laughs> you had, what was the Starks? That was game seven when he went cold? Yeah, game seven. Yeah. And that, to me, that's like, I always look at this stuff as, you're looking at a team, whether it was a championship team or not. Right. And if it didn't make it, all right, why didn't they make it? And that season, you guys relied on Starks. Right. Like yeah. he was Reggie Miller or Red somebody like that. Yeah. And he just wasn't as consistent as Reggie the, Miller, Glenn right. Rice, some of the other guys from that decade. He was a level below. He could get there some games, but other games, maybe right. not. And in that game, you needed him. And it's like that was the flaw of the well, team. Everybody kind of. always said why he didn't play Orlando Blackman. You know, this guy played, scored 20,000 points You know, in his, yeah. in his career with Dallas and New York and – why not give him a shot, this and that? But Pat Riley just it's his way to the highway. He's gonna, right. he gonna stick with his gun. So that's what Brad Stevens did in game seven. It's like Rogier couldn't make a shot. I trust you. You've done right. this all year. Right. Keep shooting. Yeah. Marcus Smart, keep shooting. Jalen Brown, keep shooting. I don't know about Marcus Smart, but he, he should be shooting anyway. <laughs> he doesn't know that. He does like JR. You look at his if you look at it, I look at a lot of stats, you know, the next day after they play. Yeah. And uh, most guys, I'll be seeing like most of them is consistent three for nine, two for eight. You know, Marcus Smart, you know, he never, if he do shoot three for six, it's, you know, maybe once a month. 
So he's not really, you know, they tell you you're not really a great shooter, you know. So that's why you got to pick your poison uh, when you shoot. Because I always tell guys, if you open, you know who you're playing with, Kyle Corbett. If I'm playing with Kyle Corbett, if I'm open, I'll never take a shot. I'm trying to get him the ball. Right. And that's smarts on the court. And that's why I be telling guys, know who, like Golden State, to keep in game two when, when Bale threw the ball to Curry through his leg. On, yeah. In front of the bench. He threw the ball because he knew. I mean, it's, that's what they do on Golden State. Yeah, that's a new play they basically created during the playoffs. Like Nick Young. You know, he wild, loose, and goose. So he played 18 minutes the other night and only took one shot. I said, you never believe this guy going to take one shot. You need to take five shots in three minutes. Yeah. So you just understand they feel Jackson philosopher. I guess Steve Kerr must talk to, to them to death. Like, y'all, when I put y'all in, it ain't about scoring. It's about moving the ball, playing defense, and just giving these guys a break. You you know, unless you're wide open, yeah, but – that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I'd I be looking at it like, wow, I can see how they just made the transition. Because early season, he was taking a lot of shots, Nick Young, because he was playing more. Yeah. Now he pulled back. When he played in the first round against uh, New Orleans, he felt like, wow, what am I doing wrong? He probably said, well, you know, we don't really need your scoring. We need you for different periods to come in four or five minutes, get a guy to rest. But we got guys who can shoot. The GM I talked to, Bob Myers, last night of the Warriors. Mm-hmm. And he was saying one of the things he loves about this team is everybody really pulls for each other. Right. Everybody wants the right. other guy to succeed. They really take like sincere delight right. in that. And that's one of the things they look for with the guys they bring in. Well, that's good. Do you care about your teammates more than yourself? Well, that's well, a hard place to get well, to. Well, they as a changed Nick team. Young then because he was like, he yeah. was in LA and DC. He was like more loose goose, but you can see he and pull his, you know, like well, if said, you have the culture, you can bring well, in basically the anybody. Other guys, in the culture. Probably see yeah. what the other body work or what the guys do. Yeah. Katie and Clay and Steph on a regular day, how they work and go at it. You're probably like, wow, let me try to, you know, maneuver myself to be like, hey, I want to be here for two or three years. I got to fit in. It ain't about me. Did you, you in New York, did you guys feel like you established that culture? Because you brought in some pretty iffy dudes. Yeah, we brought in some guys, but, you know, Pat Riley, you might have brought in. If you ain't working, he's not going to play you. Right, that's it. You know, it's going to be his system or whatever, you know. But uh, they did bring, you know, we brought in Eggs and brought in uh, Rolando. We brought in Hopper. We brought in, we brought in a lot of guys in. I mean, they were veterans, though. But most veterans, like I'm saying, veterans should understand more. Yeah. You shouldn't be making mistakes like you make in your first three, four, five years. That's why they put you out there in the situation. Yeah. Um, who's the best player you ever played with who wasn't Jordan? Best player? Yeah. Between, who's number two on the list? Uh, Vince Patrick. I mean, different player. Vince, had, Vince was the high-level at one time in his plan, you know, like he was like NBA was like he was pushing him in the field for like marketing and this and that. Patrick, I don't think they never used him to to move to move the needle. They moved, they took Vince to move the needle for the NBA. Well Patrick they was also there were so many great centers. He just was well, had well, the misfortune. Well, Vince came in, in with a Kobe air, you know, Kobe, um T Mac Way, T Mac Iverson. But see, Vince was when he won the dunk contest and he was in the north here in Toronto. Then he went two finals in New Jersey. Um Vince had about at least a good eight year run with the league was like, okay, we can do something with you. Vince, you caught he the Jersey, he wasn't there for the two finals. He was there. I think they traded him in 05. Oh, he met, I think he was on the Orlando team. I think that almost okay, made the finals. It was Kenya Martin and you, you caught the best Vince 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. He had, like that, that, that Sixers series was probably the highlight oh, yeah. of his career. Yeah. Like you we, know? Went back. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I, I he, to me, I, I'm the most unhappy with how his career went of anyone this century for what his talent was. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. In Toronto, we, we, we held him accountable. Yeah. We didn't let him get away with not doing his stuff after practice or on the phone in the locker room, eating before games, none of that. You know, 6 o'clock being at 6 o'clock. You know, you can be the headline or whatever, but you got to be in with us. See, that's what we done. We, him and Tracy was on the same team. We told him, like, you know what? Y'all are one-two punch and take all the shots you want, but do what you have to do. Get ready for the moment. The you game. were on the team at least one of those years with, with T-Mac and Vince, right? T-Mac with one year. Yeah. And then Vince with two. So to yeah. me, that's like a, that's one of the yeah, great was, what ifs. Yeah, one, two, yeah. They, 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 they always said like what Like T-Mac if. leaves. When he got paid, though. He went for the money. Orlando. Couldn't he have gotten paid in Toronto, though? They ain't wanted to pay him. That's a mistake. Yeah. That's a pretty good way. They if. made a lot of mistakes. They should never grab with a butch. Yeah. Should never hire Lenny Wilkins. I mean, this coach, he didn't do nothing. Just, he just, he was on vacation. He yeah, was, they caught him at the wrong time of his yeah, coaching career. But they believed, you know. Yeah. Some coach, when you've been, like, say, oh, he won a thousand and lost a thousand. Okay. He's 50%. <laughs> <laughs> <I ain't> like, <laughs> could happen to him. Okay, where? You know, but he didn't. He didn't move the needle for. It was you know we had a he had a veteran team, and he got lazy. And yeah, I didn't want to let that laziness come in while I was there, and I spoke up. Yeah, you know. So and then he traded me, but that, I, but Doug traded me in Chicago because I'm I'm always for my teammate, no matter what they say about me and whatever. As anybody I play with, a doorman or a school teacher, anybody, I'm for the person who are doing right. Did Doug trade you? I I, yeah, I worked with yeah. Doug for a yeah, year. Yeah, because Doug's a great guy. Was he crying when he oh, traded he's you? He's a crybaby. He's a crybaby anyway. <laughs> he was sobbing. I don't want to oh, do this. We had a, he's, a, he's such an emotional oh, guy. Yeah, I love Doug. He's he always crying, but he's sneaky though. But uh, uh -oh. <laughs> I didn't know that side of him. <laughs> oh yeah, like a fly. You know, you close the door and it's still in there. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, but. It's, it's a lot of fun to leave, you know, like you say, you say, you know, Doug, whatever, but playing with coaches and then I was coaching. Oh man, it can be, I'm going to write a book one day, just like the transition from basketball. Then I was coaching back, you know, what I was like. If you, if you read a book, I want to help you. I do. You got to do. I got a lot of good stuff. I'm telling you. Are you going to give the A-list stuff or like the B-plus list stuff? My D-plus is good. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, I want to know the story uh, once and for all because I've heard this. I've heard many versions of this. The lockout's happening. Yeah. You guys are sitting out. This, the, everyone's just throwing away money. It's dragging on. It's dragging right, on. It's right. dragging on. And then there's some big come to Jesus meeting with a lot of the veterans right. and the best players that the story I heard was that it ended up with you smacking Barkley. True story. That's a true story. True story. So what happens? Well, what, so, what leads to the point well, where you happened, hit Barkley? Remember the game they had in Atlanta City? They had like a little workout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and um, Barkley had said some. I said, uh, Barkley always saying something. I said, next time I hear him say anything about anybody who named Charles, I'm going to smack him. <laughs> so, and the lockout came and he was there. So you're out a big, you're in a big yeah, room. Big There's room. like how many players, people? Players, this and that. How many people? At least hundred some players. 
And then, you know, other, other, it was more 100 some players there, but 100 some players there in that little room. And I seen him. And I was just like, I said, I told Chris Mio, I told Derek Coleman, Mace, I said, I'm going to go smack him. Because I told him, if I see him, I'm going to smack him. He said, hey. You <laughs> so he went over and you smacked him? I went over to him. I said, hey, well, I tell you about talking, saying something about my name. You know, talking, you know, about Charles. I don't know who you were talking about, but I heard Charles. <laughs> and I just smacked him. And what did he do? Nothing. I still don't understand what he did to make you mad. I, he was just talking. And he he said like my constant name, talking. But he said something else too. But he said something. My name was in the, in the sentence he said. So, and then he just, you know, I mean, he's got, like, like I say, he's a good player. With, but guy's size, do what he did was great. Uh, he just, he just. What um, happens when you see him now? Do you get along or it's not great? I mean, it's it's like the weather. According to how I feel. Okay. According but, to how you feel. But he got, you know, like I said, he got always, if I'm around, you know. I'm so glad you like me. Huh? <laughs> I'm so glad you like me. I'm no, so glad I'm on Oak's good but, side. But since I always thought, we used to hang out with me, him, Mike, a few times a day. I was going to ask about when that. He smacked me in the game like play snack. I don't know play with me. Yeah. No, I'm on the court. I'm for real anyway. So you already got more talent than me. So don't, don't do that. Because I don't know if you're trying to get it, you know, think, well, I got it now. No. You cared more about your on-the-court reputation as much as anybody these last 30 years of like, we're not, we're not, I'm not messing around now. You're not doing that again. And that's it. Well, I think, I mean, the I, number one, I hate the rules, the flag and file. And I hate that um, when you when the official come and talk to you, and like I think one time with Carl Malone and someone else, as soon as I said something, threw me out of the game. It's just like I didn't have the superstar as them. They get yeah. the benefit of the doubt. They get the benefit of the doubt with being a superstar, the benefit of the doubt getting the call. So I don't mind some things I can't control, but yeah. just don't disrespect me. Do you think Jordan buttered up Barkley, knowing that Barkley was his biggest rival when Barkley went to Phoenix, Phoenix. and made, him, made friends with him in the Olympics and – Kind of kept him close because it was his rival, or you think it was they were real friends? Uh, they was friends. You don't think that was part of it? No, jo- I don't think. I think Barkley just like he just talked too much, and and Jordan, you know, then he saying he don't tip and don't do that. You know, some things you don't say if you're a friend, okay? But then he start, you know, he just he wore himself out. You know, some people wear their own self out, and he does what he do on TV. You know, he. He do stuff on TV, this and that. I mean, I, I can't really watch the show. I mean, because they really ain't really telling people about basketball. They trying to, it's like it's a reality show to me. Yeah. So they be doing stunts. Comedy show. Instead of telling people what's really, what's wrong with the t- basketball game. And why this team, this and why that. You know, so. But I don't know. Did you cross paths with Shaq? I mean, Shaq had a little run in. Did Shaq, you? Yeah. It's, a it's, run in during the no game? Different. I don't remember that. Uh, when the Brad Miller thing. Oh, Chicago. yeah, near the end of your career. Yeah, so he tried to, I had to go at him. You defended Brad Miller. Yeah, I think my that's teammate. on Yeah, that's on YouTube. I always got my teammates. No matter who, I, it could be Hulk Hogan. Um, you, even on the other side, we got to see you. The, uh, the. Shaq, okay. Now, we, had, we had to talk about a couple things, but I had to let him know I'm, I'm for real. Jordan. True or false, slept less than three hours a day when he played. How many hours of sleep did he need? Three and a half? The same with me. Sometimes just going all the way through? We didn't sleep a lot. I I still don't sleep maybe three. 
I've heard stories about him playing 36 hours of golf before finals games and all that stuff. That's uh, all. But see, when I was there, he wasn't really playing a lot of golf. He picked it up late in his, you know. He probably let you let, you know. He never dragged him. you into the golf? Oh, I play. We played many times, many trips and go out the country, play this and that. No, I play a lot with him, but he's the A golfer. My, I used to be a B. I'm probably a C now. But, yeah. You know, you get older, you go the other way. In a lot of ways. <laughs> 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 you lose a lot of things they say, but my God, I don't mind this my golf game, but you know. Hey, so who's the crew? It, it seems like it's. It used to be. It, 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 Ahmad's Lamar, in there, right? Yeah, Lamar is, he's the, he's the steering wheel of the car. <laughs> he's definitely there. Ahmad. Uh, in and out, but he's there, you know. You can make a case Ahmad's the coolest American of the last 40 years. The, with the, all the relationships he has that he oh, can yeah, float well. into he can float into any room and oh, completely yeah. fit some, in no matter some, what that room is he got some, he got some swag I mean hey you gotta play football hang out with basketball players <laughs> <laughs> but no uh, they they cool um, I think that's why Michael moved to Florida cause Amar was there first cause he had a condo and then we was you go out there and play golf with him, hang out. Then some some land came available in Jupiter, Florida, and I guess Mike said, "Hey, he bought it. You know, it's about three four acres, but it costs a lot. But yeah, then eight ten years later, he built on it. When does Tiger start hanging out with you guys? Was that overrated? Uh, no, he's hang out. But Tiger was quiet when I was always around. We used to go down and play golf with him in Orlando, hang out, this and that. Go to uh, Blue Martini." You know, just to get the VIP, smoke cigars, and Tiger used to hang out, go to Vegas, just hang out. Um, but just kind of would be in the background. Yeah, he was, you know, just background, you know. Never seen him out, you know, you know, he always choking me, smoking a cigar, but he was just quiet. <laughs> choking but by himself, though. Like, in, we go to Lando, he'd be by himself in Vegas. He always had a couple of people with him. But besides that, he was, you know, he's a fun guy because he liked to play basketball. You know, stuff like that. Any other athletes? Uh, Any other? One uh, sap sometime. Oh, no. Yeah. We, Richard we, Dent was, was oh, yeah. lingering, right? He yeah. was in the crew. Richard Dent. Oh, that, well, that's our first year in Chicago. Yeah. 85. Mike was 84 when he won the Super Bowl. So we was always at Mike House playing ping pong, playing, you know, I'm, you know, just having fun. So, yeah, Richard Dent. Not like he used to, though. Yeah. Um, George, the limo guy. George, you know, George was the guy. With the first one gave him a ride in the limo, so he's been friend ever since then, since 80, 84 and a half. Anyone from Nike? Is uh, there a dude Howell, that Howell White? Yeah, Fred Whitfield. Oh yeah, Fred Whitfield. Yeah. So he was, but he was Jordan's buddy, right? As a kid, they were in school together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a crew of like anywhere from six to twelve people at well, all times. When we went to his bachelor party for his wedding, it was only ten of us. Ten for whose bachelor party? Well, we went to, uh, we took Mike to the. For when he got married the second time? Uh, yeah, about yeah. 45 years ago. So there's 10 people in the bachelor party. And where do you go for the well, bachelor party? We went to uh, the DR. We got a condo, a house. We played golf. We get up. We had a chef, but I go in and cook breakfast with him, you know. And then we. Oh, go so you assist the chef? Yeah, I'm probably. You really bring a lot to the table for a crew. Oh, yeah. You can cook, you can protect people, you're fun to hang out with, you don't sleep. No sleep. You're you're like a high first round pick. Basically, when we used to go out and stuff, I never like, you know, people like, (laughs) never like drink another club, you know, like. Sometimes with guys with Mike, I go back to, you know, about uh, DR, but sometimes with guys with Mike, they just get like into all. 
and he just having fun, you know, like, like, no, it ain't the night we, what we gonna do, we do the house. So just trying to make sure everybody's comfortable because you don't know who might walk up on you, who got a camera. I know I took a lot of cameras. Yeah. <laughs> you know, He's like, I'm taking that. Take it out. But we did, <laughs> did a lot of that. <laughs> but uh, I give the camera back though. <laughs> but uh, with DR, we just went over and had a house, play golf, four days, you know. So what needs to be in the location? You need a golf course and you need a casino. Not really, you don't necessarily need not, the casino. Not a casino. More golf course and privacy. Privacy. Yeah. Like when he, uh, we go to Bahamas, we just go to Bahamas, leave about five, you know, when the kids were growing up, we go there in the summertime, wintertime, he had his golf tournament on, that was real nice. And sometimes you would go to like, oh, like we, the Myrtle Beach type places Myrtle too, Beach. right? You we go, go to Mexico. We went to Mexico one year and uh, we were playing, where we stay at? One and only. Anyway, so we was there. I think uh, Secretary of State was there. Khalil's right. Yeah. She was there. And Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice. Yeah, yeah. And we was there. So, like, one morning we was getting up and going. So, we playing. They got, um, what's the name in the woods? Uh, called the clientele. Cartel. Oh, oh, the cartel. Yeah. So, they had Secret Service in the woods everywhere. They had a, a cruise, I mean, a fighter ship right there. We thought, oh, son, we got called up in a, a crossfire. <laughs> you see guys in the woods, but we seen about 20 guys in the woods with AKs, but we didn't know she was there until late on. They was there to protect her. Oh, so you thought your lives were in danger? We thought, yes. Jesus. Yeah, it was, yeah. But we used to go over there, like, with some guys from Vegas, like, every year around February, you know, with the weather changing. And, uh, so his life, because there was this documentary that they shot, like, 20, like, his last bull season. Yeah. That I think is going to be part of this giant right. big project. But one of the things that struck me, because I saw it, like, eight, nine years ago, because when I was working for ESPN, we were trying to buy it. Like, just how like lonely his life was because he couldn't go anywhere. You know, he's going from city to city. He's just right. in a suite and he's got his three buddies and they're playing cards. And it's like, what's he going to do? He's not going to go to the movies. He's he, not going to he, a restaurant. Uh, he go to restaurants. He, uh, but he'd have to go in the back room. He'd have to arrange it ahead of time. Yeah, but like, uh, he's the only like celebrity I know to drive his own self. He drives himself no matter where he go, he's going to drive it. Unless he goes somewhere with, you know, like we fly out of town. You come in on the plane, he ain't gonna rent a car. Right. But in the States, he's gonna drive. Don't matter where he goes. He's gonna drive his own car. Drive his own car. So basically, you don't need a chauffeur and you don't need a cook when you guys go away. No. He can drive, you can cook we everything. Need, we don't need security. You need somebody nothing. to buy the groceries. I go to the grocery store and get it. You need somebody to rent the car. No, we have a SUV, real transportation service. Ah. Oh, so yeah. you're good to go. Oh, he, he you're on, ready to go anywhere. He on point. Whatever he do, it's on point. It ain't no slipping. Never late. <laughs> On point. If he say eight o'clock, be there at quarter to it's, If only Vince Carter had been like that, his whole career yeah. would have been different. Like we just get when I was in DC. It was his 40th birthday party. So we got snowed in. It was like everybody, you know, Magic White, Paulette, uh, Den I mean, Denzel White, I mean, Donald Trump, something. Donald I mean, Trump. Beyonce, Jace. I mean, everybody who was who, Gail. I mean, just like, so we had his 40th birthday party in the Ritz Carlson. Yeah. So. Cause he was playing for Washington, and um, so we got snowed in, and everybody, Trump was the only one that got out. Bob Johnson, that's so. MJ said, "What are we gonna do?" I said, "We gotta go to practice, and then I will cook." He said, "Okay." So we get up, you know, we snow after the party. Can nobody leave? So we get up. It's like, oh man, it's seven thirty. He said, "Damn, I don't think nobody gonna be there." He said, "No, we gotta go because we know we gotta show them that we did real vets." 
I said, you're right about that. So we get to practice about 8.15. It wasn't but like 20 minutes, but we stayed on 22nd AM. Yeah. So we drove, and uh, we, you know, we used the snow was in Chicago. Man, we get there, wait, wait. They said they canceled practice. I said, canceled practice? Hey, but, you know, it was th- it was like three inches, but it snowed all day later yeah. on. So he said, okay, then yeah, let's just go back. You go to the grocery store. I'm going to set up the house and get everything ready. You know, you know, wives and everything still in town. I said, all right. So... Started calling people around 12, 1 o'clock. You know, I cook a little brunch. Then, then later on, about 5 or 6, I cook, you know, the big meal. He said, all right, tell the guys, get some cars. And I stopped at the liquor store, and we just had a ball for two days. We got stoned in for two days. <laughs> we had a ball. That was the one for the ages. Unbelievable. But yeah. And I cooked, like, enough for, like, 45 people each day. So so what's the secret to you still look really healthy? Yeah. But you don't sleep and you've been had a extremely fun life. So I'm guessing like uh, no cigarettes? No cigarettes. I smoke cigars more now. Cigars? Red, what do you what are you drinking? Like just red wine a lot. Red wine. Being around him, he loves red wine. I mean, okay. Red wine. Uh just eat eat good. I mean you No know, junk food? Oh, I love junk food. I eat ice cream every other night. So you're just a freak, basically. You don't need no, sleep. You can eat whatever I, I you want. I work out four days a week, but I I know how to work out. It ain't, it ain't like thing you know, go to the gym. Somebody needs somebody to push me. No, I know I'm gonna do. If I go for an hour and five minutes, four days, I'm gonna do at least forty five minutes of cardio. I don't need the weights and stuff. I just do some you know circle workout. But basically, I need the cardio because I'm eating you know wings and you know I eat a lot though. Do you- you still have the reputation of being the toughest guy in the NBA, even though you haven't been in the NBA in like 15 it, years. It come out sometime. But I, Why hasn't somebody just overpaid you to be their assistant coach and have you on the bench? Well, you I, must have gotten that I opportunity, coaching, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's different, though. They don't want you to really say nothing no more. Yeah. They want you just there. I can't be that. I can't cheat the game because I, when I was playing with guys, I, I was teaching guys when I played, and someone see me over just, you know, Biting my fingernail like some of these coaches do. They're saying like, oh, Oak, man, he's a fraud. I yeah. can't be a fraud too. You don't want to be that. Because I, I, I went back for these guys. I showed them you know, how to do it the right way. So they can do it, but I can't. Well, you know how Akeem has those big men camps right. when he teaches the guys the right. low post moves? Maybe you have like tough guy camps. Well, we teach want, like they don't want toughness. No, though. you just teach them how to stand well, up for yourself I, on the basketball I, I, court. I do some stuff with certain guys, uh, like one-on-one. Some yeah. guys will call me. Uh, to talk to me about some stuff, I just try to tell them, you know, just do with your skill level, you know, do what you can do for your skills. Uh, don't try to, you're not a three point shooter. I know everybody want to shoot three, stretch the floor. No, just get good at what you do and just do it consistent, like Sean Livingston. I mean, I can't never yeah. get his name in my mouth because he plays his game every night. He don't try to shoot three like KD. He shoots he his 14 him. footer. He's like, that's my and, spot and right peer, there. And he peer with that. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, I love the game of basketball, but like now when I watch, I can't really watch a whole game unless I'm at a game. I can't sit in the room and watch like from tip off to, no. Well, I have to ask you about the MSG thing. Yeah. Because that became a big deal. Yeah. So you can't go back. I'm banned again. I've been banned twice. You've been banned twice. What was the first time? I don't remember what you did. Well, when it first happened, they banned me. Okay. Then when we went to court the summer, you know, they banned me again for part of the punishment on his side. But we still fight in court right now. We just wrote uh, my lawyer, and uh, they trying to get, they wrote a dismissal, so we answered to the dismissal. So the judge, hopefully the next month, make a decision. I mean, you realize I think every single Nick fan is on your side on this one. Well, uh, they're I'm not pre- very fond of well, the owner. 
in the last, I really appreciate last two the, decades. The, the, the young players were standing up, some of the veterans. Then too many guys on my team said nothing at all. But uh, it was just one of them things happening. It shouldn't have happened. Uh, the guy, you know, I didn't do nothing. The film, the tape came out two weeks ago. And yeah. It showed, it showed. I didn't do. I didn't. I was in my seat the whole time. Were you proud of yourself that you didn't just start punching people? I was people? proud of myself. I swear to God. You definitely like. You I'm definitely held it in a little bit. No, I know myself. Like we're gonna talk about some couple incidents. I know. I don't know what happened. It made me just want to just become. They thought I was over the top. I said they ain't nowhere near over the top. Yeah, you. Have, you were I like two out of ten. Four or five them guys in the face. Like I had two incidents in Vegas. I don't know if you ever heard about him. One time, I got jumped at the pool by seven guys. What? Seven guys. We Any reason? About five years ago. Seven guys. I fought. I knocked three, four of them down. And the other three, I don't know where they went. The other three. True so story. it was like, it was like John it's a, Wick. It's a true story. I was at the pool. I mean. Seven guys jump you. You knock the first three down. The other three scatter. True story. Then on the way to my room, they jumped me in the elevator. They jumped me. Seven more came. What? True story. They broke my wrist. I went to the, when they put me down in the post, they put me in the holding block downstairs. It was crazy. What year are we talking here? About six, seven years ago. And you have no idea why they jumped in? They said, um, I said something to them. And I was, I was outside. Yeah. And they was closing. I was getting somebody else back in. And the guy I was with, like my casino host, told me, go ahead, go in. And the guy said, well, you can't go. I said, the guy just told me, and you know he tried to touch me, and I and I moved back. I said, "Do not touch me. When you touch me, I'm gonna touch you back." Right. And then, you know, they started. I guess you know some kind of signal they got. They started coming around, coming around. I said. So the crazy thing about it was it was a guy snapping pictures. So as I was doing all that, I heard the camera go off. So I took the camera and threw it in the pool. And I locked the Lord. I you. I'm telling. This on tape. It's on tape. True story. <laughs> So that was the so you had two Vegas incidents, but that, that was, was no, that was that one. Was, that was what one was that, the other one? That was one another time in um what was in um Bellagio. Yeah. Some of Floyd Mayweather people. His little nephew was talking flack to me. Oh, you didn't like that. And uh he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna be in the league. I'm gonna go dunk on somebody. I'm like, Why well, I'm not even in the league no more. Okay, go do it. Yeah, yeah, y'all think y'all talk. I'm like, really? So he pushed the button and Got in with security. They took some kind of way security to try to break us up and they grabbed me. Me and my stepbrother, we was in there just like, it was just. So punches or no punches? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It was about 15 of them. We just going at it. You versus Mayweather's posse? No, no. The posse was, you know, they did when we was like, they broke it up. Uh, but the security tried to get rough with me. Oh, uh, you didn't we, like that. So me and my, my brother, it, we had like, it was four of us then, but it was about 15 of them. It was all our warfare. Jeez, do people do they know? Do people try to mess with you with these things, or they stay away? Um, they see you like no, I, mean, I just have I tough. just have me and Mason used to have a little problem in New York. We we ain't, we ain't got a lot of little bangs in New York. Me and Mason, hey club guys. I was gonna ask you about Mason. My, my, you know, like bouncers. One night, Tavern the Green. We had just you know, me and Mason went at it like because we was always like, see, end up in the same place a few times. Was Mason you like you found your soulmate when when Mason no, joined I mean, the team? I'm, I'm the no, I know I ain't running. I know he minutes. ain't running. Yeah. And he's from New York, so I, yeah. I, I felt comfortable with him. You know, like it's like a captain co-pilot. We was right there together. Was he crazier than the stories about him? Just as crazy or less crazy? 
I can say he was mace. If he was crazy, he was crazy. But my thing is, he wants right. He like me almost. He wants things to be right. You yeah. Treat people right. And he, 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 see, I might let it, you know, go a little. He ain't gonna let it go an inch. And, you know, he used to be. So he used to be on Pat Riley. He used to call me with Pat Riley maybe every, every three days. I want to talk to you. <laughs> go to his office. They, they was like, Pat Riley loving. But I'm saying, but. He brought he brought Mace to the Knicks from the D League yeah. overseas and John too. So, but Mace and both of those guys were they had scrapped to get yeah, every Mace, single Mace NBA that they get. But Mace tough. Mace fun. I like playing with Mace. You never got in a fight with Mace, did you? We used to get into it in practice all the time. Like actual fights? I mean, almost like fights. Yeah. He. Like, I don't know oh. who, who's favored in that, huh? That's probably the only hey, one who's on your you level, know, right? You know about our practice? It's it's no out of bounds in our practices. So the ball go there. You know how some people just stop up across the line? No, who will get the ball? Oh, you had to go out of bounds to fight for the ball? I'm just saying, if the ball on the floor, it's still alive. Yeah. You know it's said out of bounds, it's still alive. So Riley would do that to get you guys all. We used to play like that a lot. Probably wasn't great for the longevity of your career, I'm I guessing. Have, I ain't have no problem with it. <laughs> Man, that's crazy. But it was, it make, you know, get in shape, get your, get your like, like watching, the, like watching the Cavs play, they need that energy, that effort. Yeah. See, they make you go, so teach go you further. Them. Yeah. You know, especially for a guy on the edge trying to make the team, and you can show a lot of it, you know, you can make it. One of the good fights, you weren't in this one, I don't think, or maybe you cleaned it up, was the Greg Anthony, Doc in Rivers Phoenix. one in Phoenix. Yeah, that was a battle. Derek that, Hopper was a good one. Doc Rivers a tough, was a oh, tough yeah, dude. Doc, he was oh, in some fights. fights. Yeah. Doc. Yeah. Doc was fine. He said if he was in the stand in New York, he would have came on and helped me. I said, well, you was on the court. What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> when nobody holding you. <laughs> so Mace got traded, and then it completely fell apart with the next team. Mace, he got yeah. traded in Milwaukee, right? Uh, Milwaukee. And it, that couldn't have gone worse. And then goes to Charlotte and kind of found himself again for a yeah, couple more years. Then, and then he went to it. Miami, too, with Pat Riley. I don't know if Pat Riley was there, but he went to Miami for a couple of years, too. Did you cross paths with LJ or no in the Knicks? We, me and LJ got into it one time. We were slap box. We were slap, you know. When you're on different teams? No, we was on the same team. We, oh, uh, we had a fight in practice? We, well, we went to LJ, fight. LJ yeah. was tough, yeah, right? Yeah, he was tough, yeah. yeah. We just, you know, he, he thought he could box. I thought I could box, so... It was some punch. You know, we, we know we wouldn't like fighting, fighting. You know, we both of us smacked one another. You know, we just, you know, going at it. And then were you there when Spreewell showed up or no? You no, were gone by then. I ain't messing with Spreewell. Spree- oh, you weren't messing with Spreewell. When when wow, so that's the one guy you so, won't go, you won't mess with. Who? Spreewell. I will. Oh, okay. So, so I see him in the airport the next day after that happened in New I- York. Remember, he came to the Sunday game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw yeah. the airport on that Monday because I stayed and tried to get, you know, have a meet with the commission and everything about what happened this and that. I'm like, why y'all call me? He didn't it happened. Anyway, so I'm in the airport. Spreewell, I'll get through customs, you know, putting my belt and my shoes back up. Here comes Spreewell. And ladies, don't you know him? I said, who? I said, that girl? To my Spreewell. Yeah, that's why I called him, that girl. <laughs> what did he say to that? He didn't come back going my way. <laughs> I didn't realize you had beef with him. I got beef with Bernard King too now. No. I see him last year, John. Oh no, that hurts my feelings. I love yeah. Bernard King. I don't I used to love him too. What happened? He I thought the he Knicks? had a tiger. I think he had a surgeon took it out. Somebody took his heart. What did he defend the Knicks? Well, not just that. Remember when they took his when he um 
he tweeted something about Carmel Anthony. Yeah. And he told about his cousin did it. And then they told him he had turned his, you know, his count off because, you know, you supposed to be a Nick, this, da, 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 this yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah, So when the incident happened, he came to their game that Sunday too. But he was trying to hide to the side. Uh, it was LJ and Bernard King, so, you know. On, so, so you're out on LJ too. This is getting a long well, list LJ, guys LJ came from, we had a long talk. I mean, LJ, LJ, he tried to say, well, you know, I'm not coming to that game, this and that, because that's my man, Oak, and I'm, hard, I'm hate to get in the middle of this. I was like, you know, do what you got to do. You know, because I go to New York, always call LJ John or whoever heard. But anyway, get back to Bernard. So i like, man, I just like love Bernard. I just hear a war story about him when he was in Tennessee, how he came out of Brooklyn. When yeah. he was like, you know, they call him brown eyes. That's another story too, but brown eyes. But anyway, so I seen a John Stocks thing last year come on the foundation. And I see him. We in there talking. He come in late. I see him. I said, come here. I want to talk to you. He said, let's talk out here. I said, I don't care what we talk. Let's talk right now. I said, that was effed up what you did that Sunday. You go sit beside that man. You see what happened. Yeah. And he goes, well, I talked to him. And I said, oh, man. Go tell the bird outside who's trying to eat something. I'm not trying to eat. I'm trying to get in here and let you know you, you was wrong for doing that. Because I looked up to you. He said, no, I told him he was wrong. I said, okay, well, it's like talking to a blind man. Tell him to go down the block and make a left. You think he can find himself? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gave it to him. True story. I don't care if he hit or not. If if you and Bernard got in a fight, that would I'd be traumatized uh, for not, about a year mm -hmm. after that. I, I heard, that hurt me though. See him sitting beside him like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a bummer. And this man made you turn off your Twitter account. Come on, man. He, oh, he want to do something? Tell him put your jersey up in the Raptors. You you in the Hall of Fame? He should be in the. Yeah, no, man, retired. And you going really? He took on the '84 Celts by himself to seven yeah. games. Where do you stand? I, I have no more respect for him. What about Pippen these man, days? Pippen tight. We always been tight. Yeah, yeah. How about Horace Grant? In horse school, we were just together in Toronto. Horse, horse, all we used to, we used to be the clique back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had in Chicago. This is what it was: me and Mike Brown against everybody else on the team. So when we check in hotel, we used to fight every day. We check in. Me and Mike Brown against Horse, Sedell, all them guys. I mean, anybody besides me and Mike Brown, we catch you out, we beating you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it Sedell was a legend? Yeah, I but, thought he was out more than more than anybody that decade, wasn't he? No, nah, he's my hanging out. No, I thought Sadell was like out. No, no, I'm saying, but we used to always like we we take on everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we catch them out. We, I forgot Sadell was on that team though. We get them. We catch. We be hiding behind. You know, like go to breakfast early, wait for them to come down. Sadell, uh, he <laughs> at, like, at like room service, bring some tray. Sadell <laughs> nailed Danny Ainge once in a game. He yeah. smacked him, and Danny Ainge like got wobbled. He was like wobbling around. He was like Danny uh, was cheap on shot Queer too, Street though. for a second. Yeah, Danny Ainge was. He, he got in a few fights. Tree oh, Brown's yeah. bit him. Yeah, cheap shot. No, I didn't so I didn't realize because Pippen sometimes he says little stuff about Jordan about which I, mean, I don't understand the motivations with that because they had such a great that, relationship. Yeah, I mean. Like Bird and McHale, Magic and Kareem. I mean, yeah, great players. That underline yeah, Shaq something. and Kobe. You know, it's great players. Like you know, I mean, Curry Durant. I never been in that position to be a great player, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> you were one of the great role players, though. Yeah, you were I mean, I set my role. Yeah. I set my role. I played every night my role, but everybody likes you should have shot more, but. It's, uh, it's what it is. I'm just glad I got a chance to play NBA, play with guys, and 
just feel out myself and see how the, the lead is really. You know, well, I'm the 90s, you had to lead, bulk though. up more because it was so much more physical. Now I think you'd probably be lighter weight. You'd be stretched yeah. out more. You'd be like a stretch four. I can still be a stretch four. I mean, it's just like it's like Carl Malone. I mean, how he's, how he used to five in his era because they don't pose no more. Yeah. Um, him and Stockton pick and roll. He never was like a ball handler. Yeah. He never, you know, so... It was, it was. I had a lot of fun with guys. Guys just show their true colors, and I just let them know. It is what it is. Charles Oakley, this was amazing. I had a good time. I Thanks for coming on. It took a long time. It did really did. It's it was worth had, it though. Hey, it's, it's it's sunny in Cleveland, so it's a good day. It was worth it. Now I <laughs> now I have to make sure. Uh, nephew Kyle in there didn't accidentally delete the audio or something because this is great. <laughs> There's like ten ten monster stories in this podcast. Really? It was good. That was good. Okay. I I definitely uh, I definitely enjoyed watching you from afar. You would have been a good Celtic. Yeah, we I, had, we what? had a guy like you. No, and- I I get a lot of Boston fans telling me, you know, that's why I get now a lot. Like we love the way you play. You know, you play hard, this and that. You you dive, you get your bite up. So I get a lot of that from people because they said, you know, you didn't short the game. You know, when you I was growing up, like because my dad was taking me in the seventies because we right. we had season tickets when like nineteen seventy four. And we had Paul Silas. He, they traded for him, I think, like '72, right. and he was like kind of the that generation's version of you. Just this awesome guy. I got Didn't a the Paul Silas story. Oh, you did you play for him? He was assistant coach in New York. Yeah. So he was talking shit one day in practice. Uh oh. you motherfucking? Uh, I like who you talking to. He said, "I'm talking to you." We went at it right there. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we went at it. He was a tough dude, Paul yeah, Silas. I was tough with that. He was lady. you in the seventies. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm here. Here, no, nah, we. Had, so, it was crazy. Though. So you won that one, ten nine round. Oh, we no, we just they broke it up. So you fought an assistant coach on your own team? No, he was just talking shit. Y'all soft, soft, soft. You know, he went off and I'm like, who you talking to? <laughs> Ain't nothing soft about me. You motherfucker. I see. He said that. We, we That's went at it. it. <laughs> Hey, we had fun. That's hilarious. He's like Darren Day in Chicago. What's his name? He's with Notre Dame. Darren Day? Yeah, he, he, he fucked me up one day in practice. The next play. That was it? Well, no more practice that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's a lot of stories. <laughs> Charles Oakley, thank you. Right. I'm, I'm saving stuff so we can do, the, do more of this. Oh, I, I told you, I got enough for about five books. <laughs> All right, thanks to Charles Oakley. Thanks to the podcast format. I don't know how long it's been around, but it allowed us to do something like that, and I just feel lucky. I think we all should. Thanks to Gillette, they offer a variety of shaving products for every guy, regardless of his personal style, skin needs, or budget. Whether you want three blades or five, the Gillette 3 and Gillette 5 razors have you covered all under $10. Higher performance at a low price. Get Gillette Performance delivered to your door. Find Gillette 5 at Gillette On Demand. Dot com subscribe today. Thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. It's prepared for everything. If a storm takes out your power, if your phone line gets cut, if your keypad gets destroyed, Simply Safe will help. Will get you the help you need. Maybe you don't need to be ready for every worst case scenario, but that's what makes Simply Safe great. It's always ready. Just in case, I recommend Simply Safe to everyone I know. Go to simplysafe.com/bs. That is Simply Safe with two eyes. Thanks to the Ringer.com. Don't forget to check out the new episode of NBA Desktop coming tomorrow on our Twitter account, at Ringer. Don't forget to check out all of our great content, including uh, Jonathan Charks on LeBron, possibly where he might go, and whether Boston might actually be the best fit. Oh, my God. 
My ears are bleeding. I can't believe it. Uh, thanks to ZipRecruiter. Don't forget to check out ZipRecruiter.com slash BS. Thanks to uh, everybody in Cleveland. The food's been really good. I've really had a good time in Cleveland. It reminds me of Indiana. It's compact. You can walk around every year, everywhere. Uh, did not enjoy the casino and I'll never go back. But other than that, I really like Cleveland. Um, we'll be back. Not sure when. We'll see how the series goes. If the series keeps going, you might hear from us in Oakland uh, before game five. If the series does not keep going... You'll hear from us on Monday morning. As always, that's the BS Podcast. Talk to you soon.